This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you to the Warning Television Program. We're here in our chapel at World Ministries International. This is a live audience. I want to encourage you, if you haven't been watching, tuning into my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, you need to, because I do daily programs, radio and or television, and you need to be watching and listening to what we do. On the website, you'll see television, radio, push the button, You can go to television and watch and see my programs. Go to radio and listen, and you'll see the daily programs. I did one with Apostle Don Beasley on the emergent church heresy. I also did one with former House Representative Matt Shea at China at War and the FBI invasion of Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's home. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to watch those programs, and at the end of the program with former House of Representative Matt Shea. Listen to my words. I am fed up. And I listen to the heresy going on, the tyranny in the United States of America today. Now today I want to talk about the priority is marriage. The Bible is very clear that God himself made man and woman. He made them human, not animal. He made them after their own kind meaning human, not animals or birds or sea creatures. Human racism was not in the garden as there were no different colors, races yet. Men and women were all one race, all one color. I believe God only sees color and it's red, and that's all he's going to see in heaven. This should be intuitively obvious that God made humans, and God considers all colors of humans the same. Their kind means the human race, not as some racist like to separate people out of their ignorance, pride, and hatred. People and animals produce babies from their own kind. Adam needed someone after his own kind to father children. Genesis 1, 20-31 Then God said, Let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created sea creatures and every living thing that moves in with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. 
And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth a living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And so it was. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, you shall be for food. And also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Genesis 2, 18. And the Lord said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Note, in the truest sense, Adam was not alone. He was surrounded by all creation. But even more importantly, he was in perfect relationship with God. In spite of all this, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Refers to the absence of another human being like Adam, with a view of completing a total person spiritually, socially, emotionally, and physically in all dimensions. This is a type of intimacy that blends two persons into oneness and sameness. Adam was not an animal, fish, or bird. Adam was not part of the Godhead. Adam was a human being, and God knew for him to be complete. He needed another female human being. God is saying that he would make a suitable helper for him, capable of social relationships. Adam's needs were different than anything God had created before. Genesis 2, 19 through 20. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, birds of the air, to the beasts of the field. But for Adam, there was no helper comparable to him. Genesis 2, 21 through 24. And the Lord caused a deep sleep on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made woman, and he brought her to man. 
Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Literally, because God made Eve out of Adam. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Note, woman was taken out of man. This is uniquely man and woman created by God, not two men. God did not create another man. God created a woman capable of having children and procreation. Marriage is a holy union created by God himself, instituted. The most important relationship to focus on is marriage. Not parents, friends, children, but marriage. Always remember, children do not complete a family. They expand it. Adam and Eve were family complete, without children. Husband and wife need to always focus on their relationship with a higher priority than the children, or the children will not be secure as the children get their security in their parents being in love. If your parents are in love, the family is secure. I found that taking my children all over the world growing up, even in hostile countries with war. If my wife and I were totally in love, if they saw our security, my children were secure. Ephesians 5, 25 through 33. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with a washing of water by the word, and that he might present her to himself a glorious church. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Again, men don't hurt themselves. They love themselves. And we're supposed to love our wife as ourself. For no one hates his flesh but nourish it, cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is the great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. The key word there is respect. You can say all you want, but if you don't respect your husband, you've got a problem in your marriage. That's his high definition of love. You must respect. That's what God says. Genesis 1, 27 through 31. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he and male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. And also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day.
Again, Adam needed a helpmeet, someone after his kind. Even though God was around him, creation was around him, he was in perfect harmony, he was alone yet, the Bible said. This should explain why it's so difficult when a spouse dies. He hasn't lost his faith. God is still there, or she. They're strong with God in relationship. Friends are all around them, but his or her own kind has been taken away. There's a grieving process. Mark 10.9 Therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. And con- Listen, note, once again, nothing or nobody, including children, should come between those in a marriage. When you fail to make your marriage a top priority and instead focus on your children, it is the first step to the breakup of family relationships. Child-centered parenting threatens the successful family life and attacks the husband and wife relationships where one spouse pulls away, ignoring, quote, what God has joined together, let no man separate, unquote. The marriage has to be the highest priority. Child-centered parents elevates the child above the marriage, creating selfish children who grow up into selfish adults. The quality of the parent-child relationship depends on the quality of the relationship between husband and wife, their mother and father. Much of the child's security depends on what he observes between his mother and father. When he sees them demonstrate love and affection for each other, the child feels secure. Many of those that are watching out there understand this. They've had parents fighting growing up and they weren't secure. In fact, they might still be going through therapy with a counselor because of the problems they had because their parents were always fighting. There was no security. They developed high levels of anxiety. Don't fight if you're too carnal. Go somewhere else and talk. Now, God doesn't want us to be that carnal to begin with. We shouldn't have to go away and fight. He wants you to develop in the image of God. You say, I can't do it. You can do it unless you're too selfish to try, to persevere, to use self-control. Don't tell me you can't. You're too selfish. Just admit it. Oh, that's me. That's not you. You're supposed to transform into the image of God, into the likeness of God, into the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I'm tired of the excuse, well, that's just me. Yeah, that's a selfish you that you're supposed to change into the image of God. With all diligence, focus on the heart, with all perseverance, we are supposed to change into glory to glory. Not give excuses why we don't. Oh, that's the Irish in me. Well, damn the Irish in you. That's just an excuse. That's just an excuse. Oh, my parents always fought. Yeah, and that's the problem. You became what you saw, what you witnessed. We're supposed to focus on the Lord now and let the Lord change us. He is our mother and father when we become adults. If you had good parenting, praise God. If you had bad parenting, you can't blame it on the parents anymore. You're supposed to change from glory to glory if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's not going to let you give the excuse, oh, that my parents made me do it. No, 
You have a relationship with me. If you have intimacy with me, you're supposed to develop into my character the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, self-control. He doesn't want you to give excuses because he's not going to accept them. He'll judge each person individually on their own merit, including your parents. But your parents won't be judged for your sins, and you're not going to be judged for their sins. You're going to be judged for your own sins or your own laziness. The quality of the parent-child relationship depends on the quality of the relationship between husband and wife. And again, the child's security depends on what he observes, what he watches at home between his parents. When he sees them demonstrate love and understanding, mercy and grace, forgiveness, tolerance, affection. Yeah, that word affection. When he sees his mother respecting his father, not being sarcastic. That child will be secure. If not, you're going to have problems with that child or adult, and they're going to have to deal with it somewhere else because you did not do the job. We can change. We can have self-control. We don't have to be fighting. We can show respect and love. We can show mercy and grace. If a father constantly loses the temper and strikes the mother, what do you think that child's going to do? He's going to grow up to be a woman beater, a woman nizer that just uses the woman, that doesn't obey his mother when he grows up. Instead, he might even slap his mother. Do not allow anyone to come between you and your spouse, including any relatives. Have a special date once a week. Never degrade your spouse privately or in front of anyone. You know, I even said privately. Did you hear that? Because you're not building a good relationship that way. Never joke to your spouse about their weaknesses. Be always encouraging and your spouse's biggest cheerleader. Are we there? Your spouse's biggest cheerleader. Not condemner. Not clown. Be their biggest cheerleader. Continue to court your wife by giving those compliments and gifts that you did when you were courting her and trying to win her heart to marry you. Don't be rude or sarcastic to your spouse, but show the utmost courtesy and respect as if they were the president of a nation. You know, that's what Christ expects of us. Your spouse is supposed to be like the president of a nation, whether it's a woman or man. Don't give excuses by saying, quote, this is just me, or they need to accept me the way I am. Well, God doesn't going to accept you the way he, you are. He's going to challenge you and let things come into your life to break you if you don't understand what's going on in your life. As Watchman Nee says, he's breaking the old man so the new man, the, the spiritual man can come out of you. He's breaking you. And some of us don't understand why we're going through things. He is breaking you. So finally, he can reign instead of you. Don't say it's too hard being polite and kind. The fruit of the Holy Spirit with all diligence, with all perseverance. You can be what you want to be. You can conform to the image of God and his likeness and his character and his personality, or you can stay in your own image and give excuses why you are the way you are. But the only thing a real man or woman of God can recognize immediately is, yes, you are a selfish person that won't change. I want to be real. Then be a real character of Jesus Christ because you can be. Jesus wants you to be genuine and real, meaning he wants you to change into his image and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
One can do the above with a changed heart and a changed mind, a changed attitude, and focus on becoming as Christ. This takes diligence and effort. It takes perseverance and self-control. The same type you, type you exercise when you were courting before marriage. Then you tried. You say, well, I, I, yeah, I, I, but it wasn't me. Well, it should have been you. Should have been the real you. You don't get married and the person opens his eyes and say, wow, you've changed. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They say, this is not the person I married. No. They were using all diligence to be a better person and they need the same diligence so they have a permanent change in their personality as Christ expects with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Amen. This is what Christ expects and actually demands in his word. We're supposed to change from glory to glory forever. The only excuse one can give why they don't change is to admit they're more selfish and they don't want to put in the effort to please their spouse, which is really saying they don't want to put in the effort to please God. Think about it. It's like a person that doesn't like to cook a woman. My God, have mercy on that husband. Put in the effort and cook. Can I hear another big amen? Big amen? Is it any wonder why most of our prayers are not answered? God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. If we refuse to put in the effort to change, we're too proud to receive the grace for our prayers to be answered. Proverbs 31, 26 through 31. I'm going to read two versions. One, the NIV says, She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. In other words, she's not lazy. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surprise them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. In other words, her reputation will be known. And Proverbs 31, 26 through 31, King James Version. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Kindness. I mean, this is what a man wants to hear. Kindness, mercy, grace, respect. They don't want their head bit off. Hello. Are we listening? Hopefully by the millions. You want to renew your marriage? Show a little kindness and respect. You might have to get alone with God for a few hours, maybe a few weeks. And let the fruit of the Holy Spirit start to take control. And let the Holy Spirit start to take control of your tongue until kindness and mercy and grace, respect can come out of it. See, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel and exceed them all. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Again, she will be known in the community by her love. They'll watch how she treats her husband and her husband will brag about her, not complain about her. You should get alone with some husbands in a coffee shop. And boy, I'll tell you, not too many brag about, but there is a lot of nitpicking because women sometimes, unfortunately, have not followed God's warnings to change. And so they're known by something else. Proverbs eighteen twenty two, King James Version. 
He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Do not let the memories of the courtship or honeymoon be your best memories of your spouse. You know, some people, they're married 50 years, say, whoo, the best experiences I ever enjoyed were my honeymoon. Well, my goodness, I guess for the next 49 years and 11 months and two weeks, you, you had a bad time. Memory should grow sweeter and sweeter. Are we together? Are we together? Memory should grow sweeter and sweeter. The honeymoon shouldn't be the best. If you found it hard to be so good and kind before marriage, you did it anyway to win your spouse. Then you were not real. God wants you to be real, not a fake or a hypocrite. He wants you to truly develop permanently his fruits of the Holy Spirit and allow your marriage to be growing sweeter and deeper and more precious daily over the years. This is heaven on earth. This is possible when we focus on the heart of God to be alive in each one of us. Our marriages and all relationships will be better and more rich and filling. Amen? Men, don't tear your wives apart. Don't say jokes about them, even privately. It's not healthy. The devil will use it to separate you. And women, show love and respect to your husbands. Father God, heal the marriages out there. Let us, with all our might and diligence, allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit to develop in our lives. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.